You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. The Power of Reconciliation is the title of this devotion. The word reconciliation, oh my goodness, I love that word. Reconcile, restore relationships, so to speak. It, you know, Jesus, the Bible shows us, is seated on the mercy seat. The mercy seat, that same mercy seat is also called the seat of reconciliation. The word reconciliation originally is a word implying covering, cover. In other words, no, come on, come on. Let's not allow this to separate us. Come on, let's just, let's cover it in love. Love covers a multitude of sin and takes no account of a suffered wrong. Love believes the best. Come on, let's, let's, that's the spirit of reconciliation in its root. But of course, the depth of it is clearly seen through Scripture here. And I want to start here in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18 through 21, okay? Oh my goodness, how I've learned from this, how I've learned from this. I, and I love this. And, and I would love to talk about it every day because I think it is so forceful, especially against a vile spirit of accusation of the devil who's always trying to hurt families and relationships and marriages by creating some kind of charge, you know, provoking one to provoke the other to accuse and thereby put people at odds with one another. I mean, it's it's, it's textbook demonic attack. And I'm happy I don't have that textbook in my life, but I do know that is the common way. The Bible says we're not, uh, we're not unaware of the devil's strategies and mind-oriented strategies by trying to twist our thoughts and creating evil. Look what it says here. Now all things, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 18, now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and given us the ministry of reconciliation, that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing. Can you say that? Not imputing, not, you know, when you make a record of something, you're imputing that. That's kind of the point of it. Not imputing, you don't make the record. You know, the Lord Jesus talks in Matthew, I think in the beginning there, about not looking at the splinter in your neighbor's eye while you have a log in your own. and. And I know there's different mindsets about what the log is, but to me, the log is a register of charges. That you're looking at the small little thing that the other person is saying that isn't wrong when you yourself have 50 things that you think about others that are not right. That's why, you know, we need to keep our hearts clear. And I've been talking to you about it this week. You know, keep your heart clean. He reconciled the world to himself by Jesus Christ by not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us, 
We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God, for he made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. My goodness, what power. What incredible power. Let me read you another little verse that just goes along with this, Romans 5, verse 10 and 11. Romans, oh, where's here? Romans 5, verse 10. And 11, now I'm going to read it to you from the Amplified, okay? Listen to this. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, it is much more certain now that we are reconciled that we shall be saved, daily delivered from sin's dominion through his resurrection life. Not only so, but we also rejoice and exultingly glory in God, in His love and perfection through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received and enjoy our reconciliation. <laughs> Come on, it's so beautifully unveiled to you and me. You live in perfect righteousness, peace and joy with the, Holy, with the Father through the Holy Spirit and you enjoy this fellowship and communion with the Father. That is the spirit and power of reconciliation that you impart to others. Paul would say in Philippians chapter 2 starting at verse 1, have you any benefit through your relationship with Jesus Christ to show compassion and love and goodness to others? If so, Please labor with me to be gracious to others, but do not seek to exalt self. I just find anybody who truly has a relationship with Jesus, who truly works close with, with Him, has that self-sacrificial love I talked to you about yesterday, and that sacrificial power that I'm talking to you about today. It's just part of your nature. The Apostle Paul would go on to say here in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1 and 2, you can catch this paraphrase that I'm going to give. It's my paraphrase from, uh, you can catch that from the Amplified Bible, verse 1 and 2 of 2 Corinthians 6, where he says, The Heavenly Father is working with me, drawing everybody to Jesus Christ, so that through Jesus they may receive a warm welcome in His presence. Again, the Heavenly Father is working with me, drawing everybody to Jesus so that through Jesus, they may receive a warm welcome in His presence. <coughs> I find this just so exhilarating <coughs> to have this spirit of reconciliation. And, and I desire so much more of it. So much more of it. I want it to just flow out of me like a river. And I often do experience that. I remember many years ago, maybe about 12, 13 years ago, no, a bit longer maybe now, 15, 16 years ago, I was sitting on the sofa and this young 23-year-old young man came up to me, sit next to me and he said, Pastor Robert, can you please help me? I said, yes, what can I do? Or, or what can I do for you? He said, oh, I suffer with addiction to pornography and I keep praying and I keep looking up the scriptures. I just can't shake it. I don't know what to do, Pastor. I don't know what to do. And the moment he shared his pain, 
this love of Jesus just whoom, came up in me. That is the spirit of reconciliation. And I put my arm around him. I said, let me pray for you. I said, thank you, Jesus, for loving him. Thank you for cleansing his heart with your precious blood. Amen. I said, it's okay now. He wrote me an email some weeks later. He said, I don't know what happened, but the moment you put your arm around me, the love of God came all over me and, and it's gone, it's gone. I met him some years, 10 years later. He said, Pastor, remember when you prayed for me? I'm, I'm walking in freedom today. You see, the power of reconciliation is not just from this world. It comes from the throne of reconciliation. And it is not only given by the great reconciler, Jesus Christ, but it's maintained by His amazing grace. And that's what not only sets us free, but keeps us free. And the only way we don't go back to our old ways is because He keeps renewing us inwardly, as it says, 2 Corinthians 4.16. Wow. 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 When I feel in myself, and I'm sure you do have that too, that um, I'm becoming a bit hard. To, I'm not having that spirit of reconciliation. People are starting to feel their failings in my presence instead of feeling forgiven and accepted. The Bible says in Ephesians 1 verse 16 that according to the riches of the glory of His grace, the Heavenly Father has made us accepted in His presence in the beloved Jesus Christ in whom we have redemption, reconciliation in His blood. So powerful. Ephesians 1 verse 6 and 7. Read it, you'll be blessed. And, and you know, I, I live in that so that people can be in my presence, but they don't feel guilty. They don't feel condemned. They feel no charge against them. That is the reconciling power. And that's what washes them and cleanses them if they made a mistake. You see, the reason why we often keep having strife is because your presence reminds people of their failure. So they keep feeling guilty and condemned. But there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ. It is in Christ that we're not only reconciled as in set free from condemnation, but we're also washed in the light of His presence from the guilt of it, from the contamination of it. You understand? Not only the guilt is taken away, but the contamination is taken away through Jesus. It all happens in, in, in the Old Testament. Those were all separate sacrifices, identifying those different activities of God's grace. But in the New Testament, we get all of it in Jesus. And when I feel that that reconciling power, the power of reconciliation is waning a bit in me and people all of a sudden I could feel, they're feeling, hey, well, what am I doing wrong? Oh, why do you, why do you make me feel like I'm doing something? I read this. I read this. Colossians 3, verse 12 and 13, the Amplified. Clothe yourselves, therefore, as God's own chosen one, His own picked representatives who are purified, holy, and well-beloved by God Himself by putting on behavior marked by tender-hearted pity, mercy, kind feeling, lowly opinion of yourself, gentle ways, and patience which is tireless and long-sufferance, and has the power to endure whatever comes with good temper. Be gentle and forbearing with one another. And if one has a difference, a grievance, a complaint against another, readily pardon each other. Pardon means no charge. 
even as the Lord has freely forgiven you, so you must also forgive. I read that and I begin to worship and pray and the Holy Spirit refreshes and renews me in that amazing power of reconciliation and all the charges are gone and every evil spirit loses power. You want devils around? Keep holding a charge. You want Jesus around? Let his blood cleanse away every charge in your own heart and mind and the devil will have no power to cause pain in your home, but there will be the Holy Spirit and the peace and joy that surpasses all understanding that comes from that throne of reconciliation that lives in you. Have a good day.